Hello and welcome. I am Amy, your host for the This Is Really Happening podcast, the show where we discuss all things awakening process and the highs and lows of life with an added dose of humor in this insanely beautiful world we live in. Along the way, I'll be offering cosmic insights as well as tangible practices to help you feel aligned within your heart and mind in the present now moment. And as always, Sovereign. Thanks so much for being here. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, my friends, and welcome back. I hope that you are doing well in these super weird times we are living through um i'm like thinking has it always been this fucking weird weird quote unquote you know that word is synonymous with a lot of different words i could be using (laughs) but like has it always been this weird or have i just been asleep in the past to it like uh, i mean i know of course that i had been asleep to a lot of it, but it seems like it's really amping up. (laughs) Seriously. And I don't mean to say that in a negative way. It's like there's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of um, dark stuff going on right now. And uh, so much darkness is being revealed that has kind of been almost like cloaked it's like they're out in the open but light wasn't being shed on it and we're also um as i'm recording this it's the uh the the 13th of march we are being there's like this massive cme or solar flare heading towards the earth as i speak so that's just, you know, further adding to to the energy of what's going on. And, you know, we're also in Pisces season. Mercury is now in Pisces, and um, which is at its detriment. I actually have that in my natal chart, Mercury in Pisces. But, um... Mars is soon to be in Pisces as well. So it's just, excuse me in my raspy voice today. Um, So it's just this very watery energy, very intuitive, deeply into our feelings, perhaps not having like a, a steady footing, maybe. You know, it depends, you know, on everyone personally and how they are. But that's like the collective energy that's going on. And of course we have, oh, you know, fun stuff with Pluto and Saturn and Uranus going on as well. Um, So it's like during these times, it's just, it's going to continue to accelerate and amp up. That's why it's it's really like self-care like a motherfucker seriously (laughs) but seriously self-care is so important 
rather and self-care and being grounded and, and doing stuff that makes us happy. Now you may say, <clears throat> I know there's some naysayers out there, not necessarily you or anyone listening that are like, how can you want to focus on something like that when there's all, when the world is falling apart? But like, Okay, I understand that, but also how do you think the world will come back together with with all broken people, broken, ungrounded people running around? I don't think so. So really taking care of ourselves, it it, it by us taking care of ourselves, it enables us to be um to embody our light and to to shine that out and to be sources for other people to shine their light too and will light up the whole freaking planet and it might sound super out there but I really don't think it is at all <clears throat> excuse me um so I just <clears throat> So I'm I'm finishing up. I'm in the editing phase of of um, breaking the spell. The course that I'm writing. I you may have heard me mention it before. It's a um, it's a six week course having to do with um, with shadow work and um, some conscience reprogramming and a bunch of breath work breatharian healing pranic healing that type of stuff and um manifestation and anyways so i'm so i'm going and i'm very excited about not just anyways i'm super excited about it's launching really soon and i feel like this is something that i've been working on for a really long time even before i knew that i was like that i was writing it you know, everything that I've done so far has, has been bringing me to this place in my life and to this time right now. And so I am, I'm editing the, the meditations and the exercises that I've been recording. And there's one on self-worth, right? And I like I'm editing them and some of them I'm like <laughs> feeling so much stuff come up, you know, because it's like this never, it's like this a lifelong process of integration and healing. It's not just like one and done, right? Even though sometimes I, it would be nice if it was like that, but it's layers, you know, layers, just like reality is layers. This is a different it's the same, different, but the same, different layers of healing. And, and it's not like to say that we're constantly or forever broken. And there's just more and more bullshit that we need to like seep through. It's different. It's a process of becoming lighter and more, um, in touch with our true state of being you know, what we were born as before all the bullshit conditioning got <sighs> slung our way, so to speak. <clears throat> Anyways, so 
so I'm editing this this um, exercise of self-worth, right? And it got me thinking about my own journey with that. And <clears throat> which has been a very rocky fucking road. Self-worth, like for my whole life, I did not feel worthy at all. I felt for so long like a shell of myself. I was somebody that kind of lived in in fear a lot of the time, um, stemming directly from my upbringing. Now, you know, think for a second, like how, let's Think together for a moment and bring up, observe from our future selves, from our past selves, future selves. Got it? Right? So what our childhood was like and in the sense of like, did you feel like confident and and comfortable and worthy and, and loved and were you shown and, and taught, led by example, that, you know, you had a place in this world and that you were safe, that type of stuff? <clears throat> like, for myself, now here's the thing, I have dissociated so much from my childhood that I do not have a lot of memories at all. And it's it's wild because I have like certain specific memories, but I don't have a lot at all. And that's, you know, a form of um a big form of trauma, like a big sign of trauma. Like I don't have a lot of memories. It's all like gone somewhere, locked away in in my subconscious, maybe to be revealed one day. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, what was I going to say? So, and, it, and it's wild because I don't, there has to be other people out here like this, but like with my dream state, I'm going to digress for a moment. In my dream state, I am, for a really long time, I was able to remember my dreams and I kept a dream journal for like 10 years. And um, and then after the birth of my daughter, my, you know, because my sleep was always, you know, because she was waking up so much as a baby and it was just getting interrupted, something shifted and I wasn't able to remember my dreams. So, um which I, I can now, now that she's a little older and sleeps through the night, I'm able to, but not like I used to. But anyways, like I will just have these moments throughout my present day where I have these memories come in of dreams that I've had. And this could be a dream from when I was like 10 years old or like, you know, maybe six months ago and 
they will like pop in. And I have a lot of, I have theories about that, but it's, and that's for another show for sure, because we could talk about that for a while, but it's weird that I can remember stuff like that, right? I have these like visions of these places, perhaps parallel lives. Um, and they'll just pop into my head. These, it's usually locations of places that just come in anyways. So back to self-worth and growing up, um, I, you know, I lived in a household growing up where I wasn't really, I was shown zero, zero love from my father and it really fucked me up for a long, long time. And, and I, I like when I say zero love, I mean, I mean zero. Like I was never told that he loved me ever until my brother's funeral. And then once when he was all like loopy after he had heart surgery, two times in my entire life, I'm 40 years old, like no hugs, no affection, nothing, nada like that. So I guess, you know, people show their love in, in different ways. Um, okay. I guess you could say that. I mean, it is true, but, um, you know, on the other side, my, my mom was pretty loving. Um, but you know, I was the last child and my, I was the the last child, the last child. And, um, Basically, there was a lot of stuff going on in my family, and it's not that I was ignored because, you know, I did leave a, lead a pretty nice life. I got to go to, to um, let's not get into that. Let's just say that my self-worth was pretty in the negative, right, because I, growing up, like, my, my thoughts were not valued. I was actually extremely scared to, to speak because if I spoke a lot of the times at the wrong time, it was not a good situation. So I just, you know, I learned, you know, throughout my childhood just to shut up and to not say anything for fear of, of, um, angry, highly emotional, and very scary outbursts from adults in the home. So, and that carried on. Like, in school, they thought I had a speech impediment, but I was really just fucking scared to talk. Right. And, I mean, maybe I did. Maybe I couldn't say my asses. I don't fucking know. But... (laughs) I don't remember, but like, I just was very scared to talk and, um, very shy unless you got to know me, but this carried on throughout my, my into, you know, as a teenager, which led me down this like really shitty path of doing drugs and, and drinking a lot, like binge drinking and stuff. And not just like, who on the weekends, like it was, it was really fucked up. And, you know, I got kicked out of my house when I was 14 years old 
because what did I do? I like went, I went to, to Philly to a rave and like left and just didn't come back for days, just doing drugs. And, and this is before cell phones or anything like that, you know, but like the thing was, I was, I was doing that stuff. Well, because I was around, I know I was doing it with my brother actually, not Philly or maybe Philly. I can't remember my memories. My memory is fuzzy. But anyways, that's, you know, I use drugs and alcohol to get myself to feel comfortable because I just felt so, like, scared. There was this fear underlying all the time fear of not being liked was like a huge one and I didn't I never felt like I fit in growing up excuse me I never felt like I fit in growing up so not only was I in this home environment where that was super chaotic right and I was scared to fucking talk and there was violence and like you know my brother was sick and had a lot of mental mental stuff going on in and out of the hospital, suicide attempts. Like if you were listening at the last episode, that's who I was. I was talking about my brother and schizophrenia and having this like spiritual crisis. And so I kind of, you know, was just in the background doing my own thing. And what the hell was I talking about? Oh, so like, you know, I just like, I didn't feel like I fit in. I I was in a very chaotic home environment and I just found drugs and alcohol as a way to escape from that, from that situation. Unfortunately, it was, wasn't just like this, like short blip of time. It carried into adulthood. You know, I eventually found my way out of it. Thank God. But, um, you know, a lot of my adult life so far had been in this state of like constantly self-medicating. And I know I'm not the only one like, you know, have, have you been through something like this? Like just feeling so unsure of myself, not confident at all zero self-esteem and you know I believe I talked about this in in an episode a while back learning to say no and you know how I would just constantly betray myself because I was so scared to to speak you know and it's not like and it was just it was this way, this unconscious way of being. It wasn't like, oh, I'm scared, you know, but I kind of was like even making phone calls, just like super awkward. And I just, oh, geez, I'm going to give that person a hug, that version of myself. But so I think it's very common as a star seed. All my fellow star seeds out there can relate to just feeling different and like not from 
this world, right? Not fitting in and not being understood. And, and that goes, this, this feeling goes beyond the family stuff. Um, it's just like a more, like a more general feeling of, I don't know, just feel like, almost like, felt really much like an observer. And I still am observing, observing people's energy and stuff like that. But the question is, when you have been taught from a very young age, or not taught, I guess taught, but also shown that the people that are supposed to be giving you love and security are not doing that. And, and so you're, you're, you're shown that you're not even worthy. You don't even have enough self-worth to have the love of your parents or parent in this case, like that is fucking hard to get past, but it is possible. So, so like as an adult and, and like being like doing the the self-work, doing the inner work, you know, inner child work, which I'm going to talk about in, um, I think the next, no, um, scratch that. But like doing that work, you don't have what is called what I'm going to call anyways, an anchor point, right? Which is, uh, you know, when you're doing inner work or doing structuring work, which I've talked about in another episode, like restructuring memories basically, and, and the emotions tied to them to basically create new energetic ties and to collapse timelines. So we don't, you know, if you're coming from a childhood like that, you don't necessarily have an anchor point, something to like a happy memory to latch onto, to be like, no, I do have that self-worth. I am worthy and I'm worthy of, of love and like happiness and security, uh, abundance, yada, yada, yada. So we need to recreate that, like create it within ourselves. And it really comes down to, you know, putting aside whatever happened in childhood right? It fucking happened. That's it. And I don't mean to sound harsh, but like at some point we need to just do whatever healing work or integratory, is that a word? (laughs) Work that needs to be done. But at some point it's like, okay, that happened. We can't keep going back there, back to that point. And using that as a reference or that as an anchor point, because that's a shitty anchor point. If you grew up in a situation like that, you don't want to keep revisiting that shit. Pardon my French, but like we you don't want to do that. So we can, what we can do, all is not loss, right? We need to create new anchor points, which can be done in a variety of ways, right? Like 
like I talked about in the last show, doing neurocellular reprogramming, which I offer as a private session. And we can also do something called structuring, which I will leave a link to as well. Um, and also, how just simply, there needs to be a realization at some point that self-worth is an inside job and it is not indicative, right? It's not, (laughs) sorry, I'm having trouble speaking. It's, It's the solar flares, I swear, my brain, you know, it, it, our self-worth is not about anyone else at all. We were born worthy and we will stay worthy. We are worthy. We're luminescent beings of fucking light, right? We're not, it doesn't matter if someone doesn't like us. It doesn't matter if someone doesn't show us love. Like maybe it, 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 it sucks or it leads to some type of disappointment, but we need to keep it moving like, and be, get to a place where we feel so secure in who we are as a person, what our mission is for this lifetime, and, and let that shine from the inside out and allow it to be that way, coming from the inside out, not from the outside in, no. It doesn't, we can try, but then what, you know, you know, sometimes we try through relationships or, or fancy cars, jewelry, like all that stuff is, is nice. But at the end of the day, that can be stripped away and what you don't have it anymore. So you're not worthy. That's bullshit. You know, and we also need to, again, go within in terms of like comparison, which is a thief of joy, right? Comparing our lives to other people's lives or anything. Someone else has their success, family, material, possession, stuff like that. Once we begin to find our own luminescence, that's when things really start to change. But how do we find that? And how we, it, it comes to a sense, we, we need to begin to shed all the stories that we have told ourselves because our minds are, are incredibly powerful and in good ways and in not so good ways, right? So once we get tired of our own shit, basically, we get tired of feeling or residing in the state of lack, that is when we can begin to create big shifts in our lives. When we get tired of feeling tired, tired of not being happy as our general state of being. And it doesn't have to be like, yay, 
jumping and like skipping around happy, but just a, 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 a state of being okay. You know, feeling good. And that will feel different for everyone. Of balance, right? Homeostasis. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually is what I'm saying. And once that happens, once we are tired of our own shit, we can begin to peel back the layers and it behooves us to really look at our mindset and look at the stories that we tell ourselves, especially about self-worth, because I believe that it all starts with that, because then you can look at like our stories. Once you do self-worth and focus on that, then it's like you look at other stories like acceptance, love, money, all different types of themes. Well, we start at self-worth because Everything else stems from there. So it's a matter of beginning to identify the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories and the emotions tied. Now, because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I am more of a mentor guide not necessarily a coach like a life coach I guess you could think of me as a a breathwork coach um but just more how I work with clients is more of identifying the stories and the emotions attached to them and rewriting and that's that's it. That's the level. We also work on the level of breath work and pranic healing, stuff like that. But if you're, you know, you're looking to get more into like the relationships and exact experiences, I definitely recommend seeing a, a therapist or a psychologist. Um also doing past life regression would definitely be helpful. Um, <clears throat> but we don't necessarily need to dig so deep, right? Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Um, once we begin to see these stories that we are subconsciously or unconsciously playing out in our lives, we identify them, right? We recognize them and then consciously release them and then begin to rewrite them. Those are the three main steps that I work with, with people and in the program it's a little bit more nuanced than that, but for the sake of this show today, that's what we'll be at. So, and 
you know, that's the initial phase. But rewriting takes work and in repetition, right? And because it's like, okay, you can say, oh, shoot, like I've been telling myself this or thinking this my entire life. Today's the day I'm going to switch it. But then you need to and, and like rewrite it to a more to a validating statement, right? About how you are worthy. We are worthy, but it takes practice because it's it's like this like our minds are sneaky <laughs> in the sense that like you know we basically we really need to reprogramming and think about how much time has been spent with this one out of maybe many probably many beliefs, right? So it takes time and effort, but it's not like it's going to take an entire life to reprogram. They say that your mind can be reprogrammed within 21 days, right? Three weeks, that's not a long time in the whole scheme of things. So, and when we, we start to do this work, our lives begin to change. Our existence changes. I promise. Like, that's a big promise to make, but from my own experience, it's absolutely true. You know, I went from being like this lost soul to, and it took me a while, it did, to to become sober, to leave unhealthy relationships and to begin to really step into my power, step into my North Node. I have North Node in Leo and this is still a process for me. Um, I'm an Aries, right? And I have three personal, you know, I have Sun, Mars and um, Venus in Aries. I have a stellium. <clears throat> And for so long, I, I just could not, it was so hard for me to tap into that energy. It's, it's a very powerful energy, Aries. It's the beginning of a new cycle, leading, leading the self, even when you're scared as shit. But, you know, the more experienced, the older I get, and the more of this reprogramming work that I do, the more I begin to step into that being scared and fucking doing it anyways, completely sober, mind, body, and spirit. So if you're listening to this now and you're feeling like overwhelmed and like it's not like you're, you're stuck in some way and shit's never going to change, it will change. But you need to believe that it will. And I'm not like in the business of telling people what they need to do and what they don't need to do. More of suggestions and I'm, I more suggest and I'm guiding you and showing you this is what worked for me. Maybe it can work for you too. At the end of the day, whatever path people take, I just from deep within my heart, want people to feel free and want people to 
I just my wish for for everyone is to to realize their their sovereignty and to to be free of that which binds them because it doesn't have to be like that it doesn't have to like for so long I just felt like stuck and trapped and once I started doing this work and once I found reality transurfing and Tufty, my world is changing in these ways. Like I just, um, I did this event last night and I was just like, part of myself couldn't believe that I was there at that moment as you know as a leader discussing the awakening of the divine feminine within right like I was like what what is happening what is happening like this time last year I was like crying in in the bathroom (laughs) like I mean I may cry in the bathroom again you never know but like like what like here I am like doing this series of talks and healings and like really like what like what quantum leaps are real they they happen they do happen but we must take action like that is one thing I'll say you have to do you have taking action so wherever you are in your journey I'm sending you a lot a lot a lot a lot of love and and support and you know, for that for that exercise today, I'm gonna keep it pretty simple. So, whenever you're ready, just like get into a comfortable seated position. If you have um, your phone or a pen and paper, great. Um. And we'll start by taking three deep breaths. You can even do this when you're driving, right? Obviously not writing, but just thinking about it. So three deep breaths. Good, and like you to really start to think about the state of your your self worth. How does it feel within you? Me even bringing this up. If it helps to envision 
yourself, like outside of yourself, and just observe. What is your posture like? What do your eyes look like? Is there a glow in them? Or are they cast down to the ground? What is your energy like? Beautiful. And what I'd like for you to do now is simply... Send energy to this version of yourself. The energy of feeling worthy. Of being loved by yourself. And knowing that you can have and do and be whoever you want. Literally lighting yourself up with the intention of greatness. Because you are so that and even more. Good. And now either make a mental note or write down and list ways in which you are interested to shift your belief systems surrounding your worthiness. Because your worthiness is already there. It is already there. It's not something that that changes by any outer source. But more dictated by the stories we tell ourselves. So I'd like you now to to list anything that comes up. And then... List ways... List ways in which they are almost opposite, right? More positive beliefs. Simply, you know, simply from, could be, I am not worthy of joy to being... Like, yes, I am worthy of experiencing joy. 
We keep it simple. And as you go from the limiting to the uplifting, hold that vision of yourself illuminated, glowing, and having the truth of your worthiness deep within your heart and expanding from the inside out. I'm sending you a lot of love. Thanks for being here. I'm going to close up shop now. I'll see you in the next episode. This wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for joining me on the This Is Really Happening podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. Also, check out the attached links to learn more about myself, my business, Clear Channel Activation, as well as to see what I'm currently offering and other projects I've got going on. Thanks again, you beautiful souls. I'll see you next time.